0: This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 162.
1: Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. The very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood.
0: Well, Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This week, I listened to one of my favorite podcasts, The Tim Ferriss Show. In this episode, Tim's guest interviewer, a very interesting performance and longevity expert named Dr. Peter Atia, interviews legendary dealmaker and American billionaire Sam Zell. I've put a link to this interview with Mr. Zell in the show notes for this episode. And if you're interested in entrepreneurship, investment, and a whole raft of excellent business growth tips, make sure you check it out. The story of how Mr. Zell's parents escaped across Russia just before Hitler and Stalin invaded Poland in 1939 is worth it alone. But as I was listening to this amazing interview, it again hit me of the success so many immigrants enjoy in their new countries. As an immigrant myself, I can somewhat understand some of the challenges newcomers face. To pick up and move at the age of 48, leaving my career, my amazing family and many friends behind is no easy thing, let me tell you. But I'm not claiming hardship, for I have no idea when compared to so many hardship stories. One of my favourite immigrants is marketing genius Gary Vaynerchuk. Those of you who know Gary will know that he doesn't pull any punches and effectively communicates his ideas to an ever-growing fan base. I recorded this interview you're about to hear a few years back when Gary was preparing to head to Australia for a series of talks. I think his story is impressive and his journey from working in his father's shop to his current role as the head of Vayner Media is beyond impressive. He took his father's liquor store in New Jersey from turnover of $3 to $60 million in just five years. He's now the head of his own company, VaynerMedia, a Fortune 500 company that looks after the social media marketing for some of the biggest brands in the world, with revenue now well over $100 million. But before you switch channels because you don't think this multimedia dollar career trajectory relates to you in any way, please hear me out because I truly believe there's something here for you. I've studied Gary's ideas from the first time I saw him speak live in Vegas back in 2011. I've read his books and soaked in his methods. I've admired his hustle, his drive, and his chutzpah. It's because of Gary Vee that I started this podcast. He inspires me tremendously, and he's a powerful and very relevant thought leader in the marketing space as we know it. He says he day trades attention, which is a cool way of saying that he says and does things to get noticed. Put simply, his pitch is that he wants to encourage us to embrace and leverage the social media opportunities and unique different marketing ideas that are available to us in the new digital world. He knows there are people out there ready to buy what we're offering, and these eyeballs are free or very cheap, so he doesn't understand why we're not all doing it. Good question. He wants us to make videos and podcasts and not be afraid to be different. He wants us to be game enough to not conform, to have the courage to empower and promote others so that we too can benefit from an information and content-hungry world. He wants us to create content, to share a dream, to tell a story, to suffer humiliation and not be too proud to tell others and laugh at your own misfortune. In other words, he wants us to be us and share it. You'll find the YouTube video for the 2011 Remax keynote I attended featuring Gary in Vegas in the show notes for this episode, together with the Tim Ferriss Show interview link with Sam Zell. And just a quick word on getting started. Please don't make the mistake of letting perfect get in the way of great. I can 100% promise you that your first video will probably suck, so who cares? I can almost see some of my private coaching clients listening to this and nodding their heads, but I'm so proud of you guys because you had the courage to start, to begin. I was quite nervous recording this interview, and you can hear it in my voice, but look what I got back. An amazing one-on-one discussion with a hero and a truckload of great content. And I'm calling that a win. I think you're going to enjoy it. All that and more coming right up. The
1: Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself, online marketing platform top agents are flocking to. Build everything in minutes right on your desktop.
0: From marketing flyers, reports, lead generators, and social media posts, Jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize, download,
1: and print or post. Get started today and try Jiggler free at Jiggler.com. That's J I-G-G-L-A-R.com.
0: Well, Gary Vaynerchuk, welcome to Top Agents Playbook. How are you doing? I'm doing super well, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Gary, I'm grounded in the power of a story, and I think your story's a beauty. Rewind back to the late 90s. You're straight out of college, and you start working with your dad at his liquor store in New Jersey. Can you share that story with us?
1: Absolutely. I, uh, you know, I grew up super poor, immigrant, the whole nine. And, uh, and you know, we were bo- I was born in Russia. I came to the US. My dad got a job as a stock boy. He eventually owned a small store. And uh, I, you know, grew up in that liquor store, making two bucks an hour. And um, and what's really interesting about that is I fell in love with wine and collecting wine specifically. You know, it's always fun to talk to an Aussie because I'm a big Barossa Valley fan, uh-huh. a Margaret River fan, and Hunter Valley fan. So um, anyway, I fell in love with wine and, um, and really uh, took a liking to it, realized people collected it. And then in 1996, I launched the second e-commerce wine business in America. And it didn't do well the first couple of years because I was still in college. I didn't know what I was doing. But then in 1998, I took over, got serious about it, uh, took over the family business operationally and, uh, grew it from, uh, a three to a $60 million business from 1998 to 2003, really on the back of probably why you want me there, which is day trading attention and marketing arbitrage, meaning I did email marketing, e-commerce. I mean, I, I I had an email newsletter that had 90% open rates, you know, because people weren't doing, people weren't doing email marketing in 1996, you know, and, uh, I've always been doing things that nobody else was doing. And so I, I, uh, I did Google AdWords when nobody was doing that. And that did incredibly well. I did, you know, banner targeted, retargeting and cookieing and, affiliate marketing and blogging and then it all changed with youtube youtube came out i decided it was going to be big it was only a couple months old and i started a youtube show and it became humongous and i got a wine lot of for it that's right wine library tv became a big phenomenon yep. nobody thought youtube was going to be big let alone what it is today yep. and uh i i did and uh and so i bet on it and it changed my career yep. and then uh and then it sold to Google for $2 billion. And I said, okay, if I ever see anything again, I need to invest because I'm right about all these things and that's fine, but I can make a lot more money uh, if I bet. And the next, the first thing I ever saw when I decided to bet was Twitter. I fell in love with it. I invested in it. And, uh, and the rest is history. I invested in Facebook and Tumblr. I wrote a book called crush it that put me on the business, motivational, entrepreneurial social media track. And, uh, Six years ago, I started Boehner Media, uh, which is a Fortune 500 agency, meaning we do the social media and digital marketing for the biggest brands in the world. And yes. I've grown that from zero to a hundred, a hundred million in revenue, uh, in four years. And along the way, I've, um, I've invested in Uber and invested in Birchbox and, uh, Buddy Media and, I've and it's had a nice business career all while putting out a lot of content and doing a lot of public speaking befriending, you know, the Tony Robbins, to Tony Shays, to Mark Zuckerberg's of the world. And, uh, and two years, 18 months ago, I started the ask Gary B show, uh, a multi-time a week show where I answer people's questions, social media. And as you know, a couple months ago, I started daily V, which is a daily vlog day in the life that has really allowed people to get to know how hard I'm hustling and how much value I'm bringing. And, and that's been a lot of fun. And, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, man. I'm and an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I'm trying to make money uh, the right way, uh, no shortcuts, um, and uh, that's what my life's about.
0: Well, you mentioned Ask Gary V, which is your fourth—the title of your fourth book—that comes out next week, I think, and I'm going to get to that. But uh, online marketing back then, Gary, was still such a brave new world. Uh, but, um, so I'm talking like late late nineties, uh, and or, or mid to late nineties, and you were learning as you went along. Do you think? Do you think most people are scared of making mistakes so they just don't try anything?
1: Yes, yes, I do, and I think that um and I think that's great because then winners win and losers don't win i mean it's i think it's a uh it's defense. It's not a winning mentality. I don't blame people. It's DNA. I don't, I don't think I'm special. I think I was gifted with DNA, right? Yep. But uh, yes, I do think that fear holds people back, and then complacency holds people back. There's a lot of people listening to this right now. A lot of people are going to come to the conference that made a couple bucks, and they're not as hungry as they used to be, uh, and that's their vulnerability. So it's fear. It's complacency. Um, it's, uh, it's over ego and bravado, though, though one Who's never heard of me right now could be listening and thinking I have a lot of, you know, confidence, ego, bravado. The truth is I try to deploy enormous amounts of humility and, and, uh, and self-awareness and recognize I'm only as good as my last at bat. I'm not worth listening to unless I'm building actual businesses, not just selling advice to people. And so, uh, I'm very focused on, uh, on, on
0: that. You must have made some some fairly major mistakes. I mean, n- nobody's going to get to doing what you do without without some corrections along the way, huh?
1: Um, my yeah, of course. Um, my mistakes are are micro mistakes, meaning I've made a lot of mistakes that haven't hurt me. I've never gone backwards. I've never made less money in a year than I did the year prior. So yeah. I've been ascending my entire twenty year professional career. Yeah. Um. Um, and that's personal money, right? Like whether I'm taking money from the bonus on building a retail store or later my book fees or speaking or later the agency. So it's come in a lot of different forms. I've had a lot of things fail. Objectives, executives, uh, micro businesses. I've, I've only run two businesses success and I've run them both successfully. Um, but businesses that I've backed or been silent partners in have failed. Because I think that I can help them more than I can. I get stretched in. Most of my failures come out of having big eyes. Um, but I calculate, I calculate my risks. Those have never been business. I've never put my life in somebody else's hands. So I've always operated. I'm an operator more than I'm an investor, even though I've made a lot of money investing. And so, um, I've had a lot of failures. I have failures every day. Um, we all do. I mean, you know, I put on conferences for brands that, didn't make money, uh, you know, but then i met people from it and then it made me money, you know? So I've had a lot of, you know, we've all had ups and downs. I mean, if you're not willing to lose, I, I think of entrepreneurship. Like I think of UFC, right? In, in if you're going to do extreme UFC fighting, you're going to lose. Yep. You're going to have losses. It's just too much of a combat sport. Nobody's good enough to not get caught. Right. It's sure. not like boxing. And, uh, and that's how I think about it. And, uh, and, and I'm not scared to lose. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I kind of want to lose sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because losing's a part I of I like many. being
1: grounded. It, yeah, of course. It's a, it helps me want to win more the next time. I know I can't avoid it, so then I don't have to think when it's going to come. Um, I, I don't mind it because it motivates the shit out of me. So, there, you know, I don't mind losing. I really don't. Okay. I really feel like I'm a purebred entrepreneur. And I think purebred entrepreneurs... Um, are willing to
0: lose when i look at your personal success and i've been following you for quite some time in the in, in the online and social space i think so much of it's powered by your own i guess your drive of passion energy and and you're playing excitement do you think that's the real key here
1: yeah i mean yes i think that's the obvious thing because it's so aggressive and outward you know i'd be honest with you i think i'm quite talented you know As a business operator, I was, don't forget, I was 30 years old before anybody had ever heard of me. And that was because from being a kid at 22 to being a 30 year old man, uh, with, with, you know, on a business that was only, you know, no cash infusion, no investment, I worked, I operated, and I I built a $60 million retail e commerce business that, again, wasn't info products, wasn't masterminds, wasn't offsites, wasn't events. It was a tangible, retail business as a kid. So I think, I think I'm successful because I'm a real operator and entrepreneur, um, but I definitely think my energy, my bravado, my excitement, my competitiveness, my, my DNA is an absolute part of the equation.
0: Yeah. I think, actually, I was, I was thinking today, when you put yourself out there, I mean, not everybody's going to like what you do or even want your message, but the cool thing is that, that you attract the people that, you know, that, that, that do is, is that what you found?
1: Yes. I think most people that struggle with me or don't like me or are confused or don't think what I'm saying is right, almost always um, are predicated on looking for the quick fix, looking for the secret, looking for you know stuff that is not practical, and they don't want to hear what I'm preaching, which is it's an enormous amount of work. It's 24/7. It's 365 and um, they want to avoid it. And there, and a lot of them eventually show up because they, you know, they'll say things to me like, um, you know, I didn't want to hear what you had to say, yeah. but I tried all, I tried all the quick and easy and I failed. And uh, so I feel good about that. I always win in the long run. I'm playing a marathon. I want all these people that I see in Sydney and that hear me right now for the first time, to like me in five years versus like me right now.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, my listeners are mostly real estate professionals, as you know. Um, your, company, yes. your company, Vayner Media, uh, advises companies how to take advantage of social media. Gary, how can real estate professionals do the same?
1: Content. Boy, I've, I've, my early career exploded with real estate people in America, and so I know this space well. Uh-huh. And it comes down to content, my man. You know, using Instagram and Facebook to talk to people about the neighborhood, whether it's commercial or residential, tell people the restaurants, interview the principal of the local school. Everybody's thinking transactional versus brand. Everybody wants to make the open house sale, but they're not thinking about if I become the biggest expert on this suburb in Sydney, and I know every store, every park, everybody, well then, and I put out that content, well then when people want to move to this area, they're going to rely on me and I get the business. Got yeah. it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's just so powerful to be early into a space. And I guess my question here is, how can we convince our real estate agent listeners that they need to be exploring
1: this? By doing what I do, which is constantly, with no hedge, 24-7, 365, Pound them into submission. Okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay. I mean, I mean, you, and, and I think you know this, right? Yeah. I like, do. all you need is to keep pounding. Then, you know, we're going to be at this conference, right? And I'm going to say my stuff. And let's say, let's say Lloyd gets motivated. And then Lloyd does it. And then a year later, Lloyd comes to a conference that all these people are at and goes, Holy crap, I've been selling a bunch of homes because I'm making YouTube videos and Snapchat videos and Facebook. And then everybody says, Wait a minute, Lloyd? I'm just like Lloyd. I'm smarter than Lloyd. Lloyd? Lloyd's not smart. And then they realize, wait a minute, this stuff actually does work. And I've seen this time and time again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gary, when it comes to marketing... I mean,
1: it, I, I mean, I mean real quick, right? Like, yeah. we're, now we're talking. Forget about the interview. Like, right? I mean, that's what it takes. It takes constant pressure on the subject matter. Then somebody does it. Then they get results. And then everybody follows.
0: A- absolutely i mean th- that's the way it's it's gone from day one i mean w- when we hold somebody oh, up there would, as an example would, they I, see I, it
1: I, I i would rather be the guy that makes the money first yeah because i make more yeah you know
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it's like i say about about being first into a space um uh when it comes to marketing what does social media let us do? And this is okay. This is kind of a dicky question, but 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 for, for the uninitiated, okay, what what does social media let us do that traditional marketing like print, radio, and TV doesn't?
1: It allows you to target at a level we've never seen before. It allows you to get real time feedback in a way that re, you know print, radio, and television doesn't. Uh-huh. Uh, I, you know Australia is a very underpriced market on Facebook ads. We have a lot of global clients like Mondelez and Pepsi and GE that we, we adore the numbers out of Australia. I've been thinking about opening an office in Sydney and starting to do the Australian market because I'm stunned by how slow the market has been. It's one of the emerging markets. People are really starting to do it, but there's still so much to be done. It's such a great market. So, look, I mean, you've got a lot of people listening that have done it one way forever, And they've made money and they don't want to change and I get it. And that's what happens. And that's why people lose and that's why businesses crumble and that's why people start making less money in their older age. Um, I don't, I don't know what to tell people. Like I did direct mail and radio and television my whole life. Facebook right now sells more wine for me than, than direct mail. It's not even close. And, And that's what it is for Dub. And that's what it is for Toyota, and that's what it is for everybody, and what's for all my small businesses and Birchbox and this and that. And now somebody who's listening oh, saying, yeah, Gary, but that's the U.S., or yeah, Gary, but my clients are older. But yeah, Gary, that's for peanuts, and I'm selling homes. It's just not true. I'm seeing it across the board, every age group, every dollar amount. Before this interview, before the talk, I've been doing a lot of homework, having my analytics team get me a lot of data on the Australian market. There's enormous opportunity. There's a wine retailer that's exploded in Australia following this model, the Wine Library model. They've been huge. Like, uh, I, just, I just don't understand what anybody on this phone is waiting for. I really don't. Yeah. I just don't understand.
0: I, I reposted a video of yours. Uh, I think it was late last year, and it was you sitting at a desk and you're shaking your phone and you're imploring uh people regardless of their age and it was kind of targeting people who are maybe in their fifties and sixties I felt uh and, and my I, I think it said something if you're like over fifty you gotta watch this. I just thought that was a really powerful message because there are so many people in that space. I mean the average the average real estate agent in North America is a fifty four year fifty four year old woman. And I know 54, 54 year old women who are really into this and others that just don't even know where to begin. So I just thought that was a really powerful and a timely message.
1: Yeah, I called it six years for years—the next sixty years of your life. That's it.
0: That's and I was targeting everybody.
1: You. I was targeting everybody over forty, and it was—it went very viral, and it made me happy because I'm forty, and when I'm sixty, I'm going to be acting twenty, and when I'm eighty, <laughs> I'm going to be acting twenty, and not because I'm cool, and not because of my DNA, but because I know it's the right thing to do if you want to make more money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You now I thought it was, an, it was an awesome message. I've had so much uh, amazing feed, feedback on it. Tell me, I see a lot of people outsourcing their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram postings to others to you know outsourcing the the actual posting. D- does this really defeat the purpose and, and dilute the results? Do you think
1: Well, it depends if they're doing it if they're outsourcing it as Rick Thompson or Gary Vaynerchuk as a human, I think you're killing the energy, yeah. but if you're doing it about Wilson real estate. Or a brand, I'm okay with that um though I would recommend never being at the mercy uh ever being at the mercy of um of uh of another employee right like I'm worried that people here would do that, so
0: uh-huh uh-huh um this morning, knowing that I was doing this interview, I, 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 uh, I posted uh, that I was doing it and, and invited some questions from some of my Insta and Facebook friends. Uh, so Andrew asks, if you don't mind me giving you a couple of these questions, what strategies could you suggest for agents to generate seller leads instead of buyer leads, in other words, to get listings?
1: Um, uh, so get, getting actual listings, right? Uh-huh. I, again... This is, here's the problem, I mean, everybody's in the transaction business instead of the branding business. It's content. It's not advertising. It's content. Again, if he became the authority of five or six neighborhoods that he works or 10 neighborhoods, then everybody would come to him because he would be the top brand. Yep. It's not about a Google ad. It's not about a direct mail piece. It's not about an outdoor bench. It's not about a newspaper at the right time. It's about rick thompson being the guy that knows hunter valley better than anybody in the world yeah got it yeah yep. and you do that by making youtube videos by making medium.com posts by doing a blog by doing snapchat by doing instagram by doing facebook that's how you do it
0: yeah yeah wow something's going on there is that, is that a reversing siren or something yeah. okay um don't get that's, run over a, don't get run over till we I finish love. that chat I'm, I'm gonna wrap um if, if you were an agent, what would you do differently to, to market a home, Andrew asks?
1: Uh, to market a home? Um, I would produce way more content. I would, When I do open houses, I would do a Periscope or a Facebook Live yeah. and let everybody watch it. Um, I, would, I would, and again, uh, guys, if you want to sell something, you have it sold before you're selling it. Got it? Yeah. If you're really good at selling something, you've got it sold before you're selling it. And what I mean by that is, again, and I'm sorry I'm being a dead horse, but it's the right advice. You have to become the authority and the brand. People will list with you and people will buy your homes if you're the trusted source yep. through content, including, you know what I did, mate, with wines? I was panning wines that I was selling.
0: Yep, yep. I've seen those videos, Gary. Financial. I've seen those videos. I, mean, I couldn't believe it. Much,
1: do you know how much pressure I get from that? <laughs> do you know how painful that was? You know how my team hated me? They'd buy fifty cases of a wine and I would pan it. When,
0: when would, you, you know, when you spit back into that gents bucket with distaste, it's uh it tells a story right there.
1: That's right. And so and so I wanted everybody to trust me when I did say it was good and I could make money on it. And so I gave up stuff and not everybody watches show and the wine would eventually sell. And a lot of people didn't agree with my palate. So there was no loss in being honest. You can say that this neighborhood's still a little seedy, but it's going to be better in five years. If that's what you believe, or you could say, look, this is a a little bit of a fixer upper. You'll probably get caught on the roof instead of saying, no, don't worry about it. Become the authority, make videos, make written blog posts, make audio podcasts, whatever you communicate with best and pull it off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Gary. I want to wish you well with the launch of your book next week. Ask Gary V. I've pre-ordered my copy. I can't wait to get into it. Um, but it was your Thank last. You. It was your last book, Jab 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 Right Hook, that really stuck struck a chord with me. You speak about the importance of how providing awesome value can earn you the right to ask for the order. Can we unpack that just a little bit more?
1: Yes. I'm in the, you know, I've given away. You know, two years of video shows. All you know, answered tens of thousands of tweets. I answered them, God, I 10,000 emails. I've just given away, given away, given away. No paywall, no club, no mastermind. And then when I go and say, hey, can you buy my book? That's why I've sold 100,000 copies already yeah. in the first week, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's jet, about building jet, jet. up leverage by... Pro- that's right. All that content was jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. And then when I go for for right hook, and look, I could probably invest for, join my $50,000 mastermind. I could probably get 50 people to do it tomorrow. Yep. You know, when you're providing value of leverage, I'm asking for a very small thing in return with the book, which makes it even easier, as you can imagine. And people will let you down. There's people who bought two copies that I thought should have bought 100. Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. But um, that's okay. That's just life. Yeah. So that's the punchline, am there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you got a big, you got a big week coming up.
1: Yes, I'm. I'm you got quick. I'm sorry, I'm about to miss this flight. So let's go quick.
0: That's okay. You you got the flight. Uh, What what uh, what what can the audience at uh, Real Estate Armageddon look forward to?
1: Guys, I'm going to give the best talk that any human being ever gave in the okay. history of conferences. So uh, if, if that's interesting, uh, that's what you can look forward to. Uh, but, but on a very serious note, this is an industry that I know extremely well. Um, I think I can bring a lot of value, and uh, and I'm very excited to be there. And I'm going to bring practical, real life advice. I'm not selling any dream or anything that's not real. I can give you the best practices from the current state of the market, and I hope that and I hope that um. I hope that people realize how valuable that is and yeah. somebody's willing to tell the truth and has the right marketing sense. And so hopefully that will work.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, Gary, it's been a blast. I'll let you go. I know you, so many of you follow your awesome ideas and you're inspiring new Vaniacs every day. Thanks so much and have a great time in Sydney.
1: Thank you, mate. Talk okay. to you soon. See you soon. Bye now.